Hey there, everyone. Welcome back to the Infinite Energy Podcast. Today, we're talking about the energy of miscommunication. Oh, you know those moments where everyone's not exactly on the same page or understanding each other. Those are the times we're going to address on a couple of different levels on today's episode. So make sure you stay tuned because this is a juicy episode full of great tips. We're sisters Kay and Shy, and we're the hosts of the Infinite Energy Podcast. We believe that everyone has the power to live a more energized, optimistic, and fulfilling life. In every episode, we share tips and techniques for harnessing your own power and creating the life you deserve. Get ready to ignite and discover the limitless power of Infinite Infinite Energy. Today is all about the energy of miscommunication. And as many of you know, Shyla and I are indeed sisters, and we have been in the fire of a family business for the last 20 years, which means that we have definitely dealt with our fair share of miscommunication. On so many levels, on family levels, on business levels, on educational levels, on generational levels, on spiritual levels, right? If When you work with the same people you live with, the same people that you, you play with, right? You're going to have miscommunication on all kinds of different levels. But the truth be told, miscommunication is totally part of the human experience. It certainly is. And when it happens, how we recover can really affect the outcome. But let's take a look first at how we're going to break this down today. So we've got three segments in today's episode. We're going to talk about miscommunicating with yourself, miscommunicating with other people, and miscommunicating with the world around you. Now, we have a funny story to start you out because it's a great example of how the uh, innocence of miscommunication can sometimes lead to different results. Now, uh, twice a year for the last seven years, we have found ourselves at the Orlando World Center Marriott for the Maxwell uh, International Conference there. And while we were there this last August, uh, we did what we always do, which was on day one to go get a bunch of groceries at the Walmart and then have our snacks and things. And always we get this huge bag of mints and leave all of the things downstairs while there's this moment where I forget something up in the room and I walk the no joke almost three quarters of a mile to our room and to get the thing and Kay texts me hey can you grab the mint bag and I'm like oh that's funny I thought we left the mint bag down at the table like the bag with the mints but there's got to be some other kind of bag with mints inside of the room so I grab my thing that I'm up there for and I'm furiously looking around for this mint bag I know I'm due back downstairs soon I'm calling and texting Kay who can't answer I I call finally make Megan and I'm like Megan what I the mints are down at the table I can't find the mints as she said she needs the mint bag and she's like the mint colored bag ah there I was searching for the mint bag the mint bag the mint bag and all along all I needed to look for was the mint bag that's an example of miscommunication that can innocently influence your behavior when you don't understand and have the same shared meanings So I actually have said mint bag with (laughs) us here in the studio, and it really is mint. I mean, there's only one way to describe the color of this bag. It is absolutely mint. For those of you who are listening and are not watching our video, it is definitely a mint colored bag. But here's the thing. Shyla spent extra time, had extra emotional frustration, and we had to have a lot more back and forth through our communication because of this mis- communication. So haha, funny, it's cute on a sister story level, but think about the implications of this on widespread, maybe in a business miscommunication. 
increasing levels of time spent doing tasks, increasing levels of individual anxiety as someone's moving forward. I mean, think about these things even on a personal level. If you are miscommunicating with yourself or maybe you aren't clear on the things that you want, it can really affect you and it can affect your energy in a big way. Well, then that's what we're all about here on the Infinite Energy Podcast. And I'm glad you brought the prop out and then we have the mint bag bag. (laughs) handy. And then when we think about that miscommunication, right, it's in innocent when it's something like uh, like a mint bag, but it's not innocent when it's inside of an organization or inside of a family or inside of a relationship or inside of your own self, as Kay was mentioning. And so understanding where those missed opportunities are, where there's opportunity for more comprehension, more articulation, more specification, then we can really get better at conveying what it is that we're feeling on the inside, what it is that we're trying to achieve in a way that gets others who want to help us do it, even when and those communications are sometimes the hard ones, right? Like that that um, d- conversation you have to have with somebody that's disciplinary in the workplace, or when you have to have those kinds of um, t- interactions with somebody where you've got to confront them about a behavior or set a boundary for yourself. Those are hard times. But if we're communicating well, usually you, there's a way to do it that both parties walk away feeling at least okay. And it's through good communication. But when we don't have that shining ideal communication, that's the rest is miscommunication. The, the thing that stood out to me about what you said there, Shai, is that we really kind of rest in this idea of how we are articulating and how something is being comprehended. Mm-hmm. Now, we have the ability to speak or verbalize our thoughts as human beings. I mean, heck, you're listening to a recorded spoken verbal thoughts about spoken verbal thoughts. Yeah. This is getting real meta. Whoa. Welcome. <laughs> but what's so cool about this is that we get the opportunity to examine these instances so that we can reduce them. When we increase our level of articulation, we're able to communicate what we want to ourselves and others and to the world around us more effectively. And when we increase the level of comprehension other people have because we're considerate of the circumstances they bring forward, we're able to get along in our relationships better. But here's the kicker. You may think that you're getting the point across to somebody else, but you don't might not necessarily understand what they're bringing to the table. Now, Shai, in your sociology class, you have a beautiful example that you bring forward that I think helps uh, us understand from a visual perspective what this really means when everyone's bringing themselves to the to the picture when looking at something. Well, it's helpful for students to consider the subject of sociology, which is society, and tune in next week when that's going to be our topic here. But to consider it as a statue in the middle of our classroom. But the, but what the point can be made for anything being the statue in your life. So anything that you want to examine you're going to turn it into this metaphorical statue and have a look at it. Now, the thing about a statue is if you stand right in front of it, you're going to see exactly what the statue was made for, right? You're going to see it at face value, literally, if it's a statue of people, right? This is where the faces are going to be. And you're going to see all of the best parts of it at face value. But that when somebody stands behind the statue, they can see something totally different. Now, which one is right, right? The one that says it's happy people smiling and the person in the back says, you have no idea what's going on back here. There are sticks holding things up and crumbling walls and 
yeah, and mold spreading over and things are going awry. And that's not what's happening at all, right? They're looking at the same statue, but they're seeing completely different things. And so this is just that great metaphor to think about anything you want to examine. What are all the perspectives around it? And what are all the perspectives around it that are influencing others when you're interacting with them as well? And the, what's so interesting too, in the, the next dimension that gets brought forward here is that the people looking at the statue are seeing different things with their eyes. They're also coming forward with different uh, memories, different trauma experiences, different conversations that they had 10 minutes ago that are affecting their energy in the moment that they're looking at the statue, which is making them see things more negatively than positively. And so it can seem infinitely complex to ever land a communication properly. Like how can I actually articulate so that we can have comprehension and that like we are not even close to being masters on this subject. We fumble through things all the time. But what we can tell you is that we found a couple of things that have helped along the way. And we've identified some red flags, especially when it comes to things like talking to yourself and communicating with yourself that might help you as you're along this beautiful path of life. Well, in an effort to have a more positive, cleanly, clear, articulate, comprehensible articulation with yourself, (laughs) (laughs) then we want to make sure that we're doing exactly what Kate demonstrated there, which was to get away from the default of focusing on what we don't want, what we can't do, and to turn it into what we can do. Remember, she said, we're not masters, but what we can tell you is that we've learned a lot along the way. And one of the things that we've learned is that this shift in orientation onto positive outcomes helps tremendously on that internal experience and your communication with yourself. So rather than thinking about all the things that you hate and that are bothering you and that are frustrating you, you have a choice when your mind is doing those things to stop it and think about something else. Move the mind off of it. You might not be able to move the mind off of that those hateful, aggressive patterns that are playing out in your mind to like happy, peppy, positive, right? Like that doesn't feel authentic, but you could probably think about something neutral, right? Like imagine a forest and then look at the tree or think about that episode of the show that you watched this morning. That's certainly certainly more constructive than some of the judgments and things and and patterns that are playing out in your mind. So I think this is that great example of what we have learned is focusing on what you do like and what you can do. You know, if it feels difficult for you to hijack your mind with maybe uh, imagination or a thinking exercise, give your brain questions to center around to help you identify things around you that are positive. Now, if computers speak in zeros and ones, then your brain speaks in Qs and As. When you give your brain a question, it literally cannot help but to try to answer it. And so when you ask yourself, what do I like? What can I do? What do I see around me that brings me joy? These little tiny questions give your brain just the opportunity to answer in something that's more positive for you. And we'll be back with more about how you can relate this miscommunication and the energy of such to yourself after you have a word from our sponsors. Hey family, we're back after a wonderful 31 day break. We've missed all of you so much, but we had a lot of fun and we created some cool things along the way. Social media detox has been one of the most beneficial self-care exercises that we found and we encourage you to try it out too. We've created more space in our life, more time with our family and more freedom to do things that are meaningful to us. Now we're back for the month of February, but we'll be off again for the month of March. And if a social media detox maybe interests you, we invite you to join us. Head over to kandshy.com slash 
slash control the scroll. And we'd love to have you on the way. In the meantime, we're back and we can't wait to connect with you today. We're talking leadership this week, and one of the organizations we are so proud to be at the helm of is the Neuroencoding Institute. We got to co-found the Neuroencoding Institute alongside Dr. Joseph McClendon III, amazing, world-renowned neuropsychologist and incredible mentor and teacher. If you're at all interested in learning more about what the Neuroencoding Institute does and what it can do for you, please visit neuroencoding.com. You're enjoying this episode on Angel Phoenix Productions Podcast Network. To explore a complete lineup of quality programs and media production services, head on over to angelphoenix.com or like our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash Angel Phoenix Productions. There's absolutely no way to tackle a topic like the energy of miscommunication in just a measly little 30 minutes. But there is opportunity for us to share some experiences about it and maybe some perspectives as well that can help you along your journey. And, you know, as we were examining this idea of the miscommunications we have with ourselves, we were thinking about that, you know, that fine line about communicating to yourself the cold, hard truth about the reality, the situation, your responsibility and the consequences and the reaping of the sowing and all of those things and the person and the voice inside that beats you up about it. That's the judgment about it. That is just absolutely over the top stabbing you about (laughs) whatever it is that's not constructive. And when it goes into that non and unconstructive zone, that's what we would call a miscommunication. I think when it comes into self-communication, there's almost two sides of that, uh, of that road, Shai, I think that then get us into the danger zone, right? We have the side of the road that says that's the cold, hard truth being harped on you that is mean-spirited, right? That's mm-hmm. that self-talk. You've you've likely experienced it. When you're so mean to yourself that if someone else were saying those things to you, you'd be like, no, thank you. You don't get to say that to me in person, yeah. right? But you say it to you and you're like, oh, <laughs> you just go about with your day, take your left turn, eat your muffin, right? Like it's no big deal. The, I think the other side of that road is the many of us that uh, have the tendency to like the ostriches, bury our heads in the sand, right? When difficult things happen, ostriches are known to bury their heads in the sand. So this is very similar, right? There's, I think, a missed communication uh, for self when we don't have the courage to look at our situation as it is in order to take constructive action on it. I absolutely agree. And I'm glad that you brought forward that idea of like acknowledging cold, hard truth is absolutely part of growth and part of moving forward and part of healthy communication with yourself. Now, delivering cold, hard truth in communication to others isn't always the best idea, (laughs) but delivering communication to others is something we engage in a lot and do a lot. And it's probably the plane where you notice miscommunication the most. Communicating with others is interesting because when you miscommunicate, you get instant feedback. Well, at least most of the time you do, especially if you're in person or on a Zoom, right? You have a miscommunication with someone, you see it on their face, they light up or their body posture changes or they say something back to you and you realize that you've struck a chord the wrong way. So how do we make sure that when we articulate, we are understood and when we articulate and someone else receives it, that maybe they they, they are comprehending in the way that we intended, right? So that we aren't maybe being misjudged based off of what we're saying because we're not 
articulating how we want to. Well, it can be so hard to do that in the moment, right? And, and I think the one of the things that's so important about communicating with others is a recognizing and acknowledging the context in which any communication is happening. There's so many layers to that, right? There's a power dynamic at play. Is it at, like a student and an instructor interacting is absolutely different than a husband and a wife interacting, right? When you're at the doctors, you're interacting in a different way. And so there's a lot of context around how the communication is going to happen and understanding that. And you know it, right? When someone violates that ex expectation of context and, the, and there's that feeling of like, oh my gosh, right? They're like the context dictates that you raise your hand before you say something, but that student just shouted it out, right? And everyone feels like, oh, that's a violation because we know that the, that the rules in that context dictate that that's how our communication is delivered. So understanding the context in that way is important, but it's also important to understand the context within the person who's coming forward and they're completely subjective objective and fully engrossing self-experience happening on their end as well. You know, a, a funny story that happened for me back when I was 21, I worked in a restaurant in San Diego, California, and a miscommunication that I had with another because I didn't understand their background or where they were coming from was that uh, I was working with someone from Guatemala and he was starting to be kind of angry with me in the back of the house. And I wasn't understanding why he and I were having interpersonal issues. Um, um, I was managing the restaurant. I felt like I respected everyone and that I was doing my very best um, and, and giving everyone the shifts that I thought that they wanted. And he just was being rubbed the wrong way by me and I couldn't figure it out. And so finally I asked him, I'm like, Eduardo, what's going on? Like, what, what's, why, why are we having this issue? What's happening? And he says, well, you keep saying to me, you rock. You know, you keep saying you rock. And I'm like, well, I mean, yeah, like, you know, you get you get your food out so fast. It's coming in like the spaghetti looks so good, man. Like your food is delicious. Like, heck yeah, like you rock, like rock and roll. And he's like, wait, what? And I'm like, yeah, like rock, like it's a good thing. It, you know, you rock. And he's like, oh my goodness. In Guatemala, when you say that to somebody, what you mean is you are a rock, as in you are the rock bottom. And he said, so all this time, I thought that you were calling me the rock bottom and I thought, meanwhile, I think I'm complimenting him, right? And so didn't even realize that we were having this terrible miscommunication because I, I didn't have an understanding of what was going on with his cultural understanding of the meaning of rock. <laughs> that is such a great story, an excellent example of just another, right? Like innocent communication, right? We have the mint bag is like that uh, that example of ambiguous communication. We've got this example here that's that, that, that innocent kind of cultural miscommunication communication and you can start to see how many ways we can go wrong with communicating. <laughs> Isn't that positive? <laughs> the energy of miscommunication is infinite. <laughs> well, it, it is because the, the energy of creation is infinite as well. And so as much as we can create, that means we've got to stumble through communicating about it with ourselves and with others and with the world around us. And, and, and that means learning all kinds of lessons, <laughs> but hopefully also how to comprehend and articulate even better. I always imagine trying to communicate something like chat GPT to a pioneer pioneer. Like talk about context matters so much. Oh like if my you were gosh, to try right? and say like a, co a computer writes for you, you know, like marketing copy and you say that to like a pioneer, they'd be like, 
what's a computer? Bleep, blah, bloop. What's marketing? <laughs> yeah. Right? Copy. They wouldn't, co- what, what is that? What? What does that any of that even mean? The sentence would feel totally foreign to them. So just interesting how that context really, really does matter. That generationally, even um, because of the level at which technology is advancing, you know, we saw with the uh, COVID-19 pandemic, the usage of Zoom came way up. And suddenly Gen Z's and millennials, we had to we had to become the bridge between our uh, oftentimes boomers and sometimes older Xers miscommunicating with technology. Oh, right. Talk about another plane of ability to miscommunicate technology is when, you know, humans communicating with computers can often be uh, difficult. <laughs> it can. Right. And and it can be difficult just to communicate with others in general, right, to get that point across um, and to do it in a way that hopefully empowers and uplifts them. Um, and I think one of the things that we've really found is that that importance of shared definitions, right, of understanding that we're both talking about the same thing. And I think so often Often, one of the best ways to get out of a miscommunication zone is to say, look, we both want the same thing. And then to say whatever some global statement is that you can both agree on, because then at least you're getting out of the fighting and attack stance and you're getting shoulder to shoulder because even shoulder to shoulder, right? You can still disagree that way. You can bump around a little bit, but it's not full attack mode where you make no progress. And that's the, what we want to do is bring those flips forward. So by reorienting and refocusing on, look, we both want the same thing. We want the kids to be happy. We want the business to do well. We want the team to win the game. We want more people to sign up for the thing, right? Like whatever it is, there's some global thing that you can both agree on that can help you get back on that same page, get shoulder to shoulder and have that shared meaning. Oftentimes, I think in discussion, uh, similar to we're both on the same team, we can be saying the same thing and attempting to argue our point. Mm -hmm. Uh, Many of us are very invested in being right. And hey, being right feels really good. Like not going to lie, it feels awesome to be right. And it's okay that that is part of human DNA to, yes, we got it. We got it right. Or else we wouldn't strive for achievement. And I think sometimes this drives us not to listen carefully enough to what other people are saying. And that then it makes us argue points back and forth. I've noticed this in several situations recently where two people will be arguing and then a third party will say, wait, wait, wait you guys are, are saying the exact same thing. And, and let's just take this and, and re-examine it and, and understand that you're on the same page truly. And before we end out here on really communicating with others, I want to just highlight the importance there of much like the technological communication with the generations needing the bridge, right? A third party bridge can be an amazing communication tool for you when you are miscommunicating with someone else. Shyla has mediated conversations for me before. I have mediated conversations for her. We have mediated conversations for other uh, people. People have mediated conversations for us. And so having a third party there to just help respectfully ask questions and be a space where everyone can lay out their feelings on the table and really come to an understanding can be a super helpful way to overcome the energy of miscommunication, especially if it's deeply affecting your life.
one of our proudest business accomplishments is what we've been able to do with Squeeze In Franchising. The Squeeze In is a breakfast lunch restaurant featuring the best omelets on the planet, and it's been around for almost 50 years, and now you can have a squeeze in in your community. We've seen how this business transformed our families, and now we are so excited to offer this to families around the country to see how this little restaurant might change their family and their community. If you're wondering how to set up your adult children for legacy and success through a small business, then the squeeze in is an option we urge you to consider. Come find out more about squeeze in franchising at squeezein.com. You're enjoying this episode on Angel Phoenix Productions Podcast Network. To explore a complete lineup of quality programs and media production services, head on over to angelphoenix.com or like our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash Angel Phoenix Productions. You know, as we're on this energy of miscommunication and we kind of move into thinking about how we miscommunicate with the world around us, like technology, as we alluded to earlier there, um, I was thinking about the example of sometimes there's those generational differences of language word meanings, right? Like the, the word gay used to mean like merry and bright and gay, right? And you even see that in some of our Christmas t- songs and and different references from from earlier in, in the centuries. Um, but one that was popping for me, I was thinking about as we were, we've been talking about this is um, the word righteous. Now, if I think if you are outside of the religious world, and especially if you are a probably under the age of, I would say, 50, 45, maybe, um, then the word righteous doesn't have the same meaning that it does to those that are deeply involved in religion. In fact, most people, I think, I surmise that most people don't drop the self when they think about righteous. And so righteous gets a bad connotation, right? Like I I honestly, I'll have to look it up here. I don't know what the actual definition is of righteous. So let's just see. It wouldn't be an episode of the Infinite Energy if Podcast. We didn't have a, if we didn't have a <laughs> definition. Here we go. Righteous of a person or conduct morally right or justifiable, virtuous, feeling of righteous indignation about pay and conditions. They even use it in a bad connotation for the example, right? Informally, very good or excellent, righteous bread pudding, right? <laughs> so you can see that the uh, a person of conduct, morality right or justifiable, virtuous. Like so, it means virtuous. Righteous means virtuous. But when you hear righteous. Do you think virtuous? I I don't think you probably do. But to those in the religious area, they they say, I want to be righteous. I want to be righteous because they're understanding it in the virtuous sense. So anyways, all of that to say. It's a generational rock and rock. Exactly. It's a generational rock. You rock and know you're a rock. You're on the bottom, right? Like it's that they kept saying righteous in this like learned environment that we were in. And we kept being like rubbed the wrong way. And finally, we're like, Oh, virtuous. You mean like virtuous? And it was just interesting. So I thought that was a a good example to bring forward. It's a great example. In fact, there's a a little bit of a funnier example, but didn't one of your students uh, say in their paper that they had to explain a slang word to their family members? Oh yeah, well uh, they're they're using they forgot to code switch to their parents <laughs> speak when they got home and they accidentally said bet, uh, which is the you know new kid speak for saying like gotcha yeah like I bet I bet right like you're oh, in like agreement you yeah you bet yeah I bet 
And so he said bet and then had to explain that to his parents. And so there's even those generational things are always a part of, I, I think, you know, colloquial whimsy as we look back at, at the way that language shifts and changes. So when we're looking at the world around us, miscommunication happens everywhere. And when we don't have definitions for what it is that we're working off of, we can really come to to, to that statue with two completely different shared meanings. You know, the very first time I ever traveled uh, internationally or across the pond, uh, if you will, across continental, um, I was so shocked that in the UK, they just call them toilets. Like it's not a bathroom or the restroom. Like they would say here, a restroom there means like a, like a bedroom. A bedroom is where you go rest or like the napping area, right? And the, and a washroom is where you're going to wash your hands. A bathroom is where you're going to have the bath. And so they're just called toilets. And so like, it's like an American, uh, neon sign flashing above my head. And then like, where's the bathroom? They're like, there's no baths here. Only the toilet. And I'm, you know, I'm 15. So I'm mortified that they're even using the word toilet. So openly. Um, And so just an interesting as we're communicating with the world around us, right? If you're not exposed to certain things or you haven't used a word in a context before, it can feel almost jarring when you see it outside of how you're used to. (laughs) Like uh, when I was in seventh grade, I got to take a trip with a class to France and there was like all of the seventh and eighth graders couldn't help but sneakering every time the French tour guide would say the focus of something, but he pronounced focus as it rhymed with ruckus. And you can put that together. It was hilarious to a bunch of 12 and 13 year olds. The focus ruckus of things um, was, uh, you know, one of those miscommunications to the point where we were barely listening, obviously, to what we were learning about uh, in, in the bus there. Interesting to bring that forward, because now consider how if you in a workplace environment don't think about maybe your Gen Z Uh, workforce and you accidentally in your training environment include a word or a reference that makes them laugh uncontrollably the whole time. Is that going to be a productive training session? Probably not. I bet you guys would have retained way more Mm -hmm. in that day had you not been distracted by the miscommunication happening at hand. Now it's all around us. We can't avoid it. But when we understand that it's at play and we bring awareness to it, we can at least have uh, this idea where we we can bring shared meaning into play and maybe create a, a streamlined understanding of what is happening, of how other people are perceiving what's happening, of what we can do in the situation or what is to be done next. And so communication, I mean, it is the key for helping us gain our bearings for our very world around us. And so when we have miscommunication, it happens all the time. Um, but, but if we can streamline it, it really helps us to live a, a more, um, I think, free life. Yeah, I would absolutely agree with that. And I think, you know, this ability to communicate and connect with others is, you know, they say it's the most important piece of culture that language is and that, the, you know, the way that we are able to communicate, it will dictate our ability to influence uh, and be perceived. But if I think about even the way that we communicate and miscommunicate with this idea of the world around us, I'm really starting to think about like the natural laws, right? Like the law of gravity. Mm-hmm. If you miscommunicate with that, you will suffer its consequences. 
in the same sense that okay and i we were talking earlier about the the law of manifestation right and if you miscommunicate with that law then you if you're ambiguous or vague then you might get some ambiguous or vague answers back and realizing that the more articulation you have the more comprehension you have the more ability to clearly bring it forward what it is that you desire the more clearly and articulately and deeply the universe can deliver it back to you but that's something that we've learned to kind of together over time as well yeah the law of magnetism is really one that when communicated with correctly can do some incredible things for you but specificity really matters shared definitions and meanings really matter shy i'm hoping to kick the ball right back to you because you have such a good uh, missed manifestation story that comes really i think from a miscommunication as to what you want well, you know, it's no secret that we like to to make our vision boards, to say our affirmations, to use those tools towards, you know, actualizing that which we desire and, and hope to see bring forward into the world. And so, you know, way back in 2014, I got a $1 bill and I put five zeros after it, you know, two zeros, a comma, three zeros, $100,000. And I put it right by, by my bed. And that was January, right? New year, you're doing your new thing, you're putting up your visualization. I put up my $100,000. And every night I'm thinking $100,000 by March, $100,000 by March, $100,000 by March. Well, the time goes on and I continue with the practice and it's not like things or sales are increasing or anything's coming forward. But in the month of March, at the beginning, we have some investors come forward and say that they have about $50,000 that they'd like to invest in a new location of the restaurant business. And about two weeks later, after saying, well, that's not enough, but we might need another 50,000. Let's see if we can find a match. We found the match. And lo and behold, in the month of March, $100,000 was manifested. Now, of course, when I said $100,000 in March, <laughs> what I was imagining was in my bank account for me to discretionally spend as I would like. But I didn't specify that. I did attract $100,000 in March for the business and for an ultimate better cause, obviously. But it's funny to think about that specificity in that story. Right. It really makes a difference when you communicate properly what you want with the universe. Now, I feel like we can't go forward in talking about communication and miscommunication without bringing forward our queen, Brene Brown. Mm. Brene Brown um, has helped us to really understand a lot of definitions as they relate to emotion. And as we know, emotion can be one of those very subtle, difficult things to understand and articulate. And remember, articulation is all about comprehension. When we can speak clearly, others can understand what we're saying. We can avoid miscommunication and hopefully pain. Hopefully we can avoid anxiety and we can avoid lost time. So one of the things that she brings forward, Brene Brown in her book, The Atlas of the heart that is so impactful and was so impactful for me was that there's a difference between envy and jealousy. Now, envy is when one person is envious of another. I am envious of Shyla because her sweater is so cute and I want it, right? Jealousy is when a third person is involved, right? Shyla was talking more to our producer before this episode and I'm jealous that she was not giving me the attention over Christian and I'm jealous of both Christian and Shyla, right? So we've got a three person uh, interaction happening there. Now, that's such a helpful differentiation, and we can see how those communication patterns can, can really help. But the one thing that she brought forward in this book, Shai, that was so good for both of us, and we have to have leave our audience with it today, is the idea that resentment is not when you are disliking at somebody else, but resentment is when you are feeling the feeling inside of you're doing something I want to do 
and I can't do it and I resent you for it. And this reframe on resentment from my per, my original understanding of it has been so helpful in helping me to recalibrate the amount of resentment that I have in my life and noticing it before it turns into a miscommunication that sucks my energy. Same for me and understanding when I feel that resentment that it is less about that other person and more about me thinking what I deserve or what I'm, I'm not allowing myself or am allowing myself to do. And so I love that that piece of communication is what we get to end on. And hopefully that's something that sticks with you. As you think about the energy of miscommunication, we hope this episode has been helpful to you. A little bit of our stories, a few of our tricks. Um, And as always, this episode came at you with love today from your sisters, Kay and Shai. This podcast was a production of Angel Phoenix Productions. Explore more episodes of this show or other great shows on the Angel Phoenix Podcast Network by visiting angelphoenix.com. The views expressed in this show do not necessarily represent those of Angel Phoenix Productions or its advertisers and may contain language that's unsuitable for younger listeners.